Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hello, hello. I'm your very hungover host, Chrissy Grody, and today joined by Ellen Whitney, fitness extraordinaire, cookie baking extraordinaire. Uh, what else are you? OTF trainer. All of the things. All of the things. All of the All things. Of the things. <laughs> eating with Ellen extraordinaire. Oh, eating with Ellen. I mean, I haven't done it in so long, but... No, it's yeah. All you're just fantastic when it comes to inspiring people in the kitchen and in the gym. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you back. We're gonna run through the intro, and this is gonna be a shit show of an intro, just to truly. <laughs> I'm so happy I could be part of this. Really reflect where I am. I am. So I am. It is the hangover of 2020 for me. I don't really get hungover. I've talked about this. Oh, right. When you told me you were hungover, I didn't even think of that. I've talked about like, it's no surprise to anyone. I'm a boozer. But I think especially right now, I have been very dialed in on my nutrition. Right. I have not been drinking a lot. I, I have not like completely given up alcohol, but it's like a few drinks. And last night we're recording a Wednesday of... of after wait, is today election Today's day Wednesday. yesterday was, was election yesterday day. the voting but it's like no one even you're not gonna we <laughs> don't fucking find out so it's not like election day anyways it's the wednesday after election day i drank a bottle of wine i ate half a bag of coffee peanut m&ms okay i saw you post that and i they need to know about these coffee um, peanut m&ms they're um, they're incredible they're so good I did not intend to drink that much. I really was like, I'm bringing over a bottle of wine. My friend Jamie's, we're going to watch the election. I'm going to have a couple glasses, as I do. Right. And then... You I went just, past your four drink... Uh, and then it just... Prime. <laughs> really just went downhill. The thing was, was I started feeling really good. So I'm like, well, let me just have another one. And then the next thing you know, I'm fucking on Instagram with the filters... <laughs> Send me some private messages last night. I if really you received, enjoyed them this morning. If you received a DM of me with the filters on, consider yourself lucky. Prime content. Not everyone got to see that. There were some I sent while I was peeing on the toilet. So I don't think you got one of those. Wow. We must not be close enough. I was. No, it was not. <laughs> that was not the situation. It was. I, I don't know. Anyways, I'm I'm feeling like shit. But strangely enough, this is such this is so odd. I feel better when I'm moving. So yeah. I, f I felt terrible all day mm -hmm. long. I had to work on calls. Finally got out for a walk around like 3.30. And it was beautiful today. Oh my right? gosh. The perfect day. Like, can we bottle this day up oh. and just like spread it everywhere? <laughs> I know. And like on my walk, I totally forgot about the hangover. I was I, I just totally forgot about it. I felt yeah. I felt good. Yeah. And went right to work out with Johnny. And as I'm working out with him, felt fine. If I if we stopped like in between sets, I would be like, Oh God, yeah. here we go. I mean, he told me it was what he said it was this was your best upper body day. Like I was able to like perform. Great. But it didn't I didn't I do not. I am unwell. So I feel I feel like that happens to me when I'm really tired is like I will be dragging all day, but if I get out and walk or go work out, suddenly I'm alive and I'm awake. And in the morning, like you, I work out, I get up at five every day. I oh like to work God. out super early and I'll be like, fuck this. No, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. I just want to get back in bed. But then as soon as I work out, I feel like it wakes me up for the day. 
Yeah. And the days I don't work out, I honestly feel like I'm a little like groggy throughout the day. Yeah. I, I and I think a lot of I mean it was up till one thirty, which is totally abnormal yeah. for me for school night. So school night. I'm just school night. <laughs> I'm suffering. I feel like those fucking DM the DMs last night of the filter faces. It was hysterical because some people would respond back like, "Beautiful, you look great." I'm like, "This is not the point <laughs> that I should be lo- like that. I'm looking good. Like it's ridiculous. I filters are, I hate them, but they're yeah. also. Wh- I'm sitting here watching the election. Like, what the fuck else am I gonna do? I they're mean, very fun. The to filters play. are fun. They're very fun to play around with. But you need to start creating characters like Heather McMahon. Oh I feel my like God. you would be so great at Maybe characters. Maybe I will do that after once I can start drinking like next month again. Um, I will. <laughs> that, try that will out. be so good. So I was kind of in your shoes on Sunday. So Saturday was Robin's birthday. Yeah, it was Halloween. Oh God, yeah. It was a full moon. Oh yeah, right. We had a lot going. We on. We went out for an early drinking day, thinking, oh, we'll have an early night. Yeah, get an extra hour of sleep tonight. Sure. No, we were at, we got kicked out of Nostalgia, the new wine, wine and, jazz and jazz bar. I'm going to go on Friday. Yep. Got kicked out. We were there so late. Then went back to her place and I slept like shit. Like I, I think I got two hours of sleep when on Saturday drinking, night. When you're drinking, your sleep oh, quality is just not good. It's just not good. It's terrible. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm very unwell. I think my favorite workout to, to bring some sort of stability to this intro um, <laughs> was probably today be, just because I was just all day waiting for it because I had a feeling I'm like yeah. I think this is gonna this is gonna help and in the moment it did help now still very unwell it's what time are we recording it's almost set it's 7 30 yeah 7 30 and, and the feeling that I have right now is like I just want it to be tomorrow yeah. so I can stop feeling like this it'll be there before you. I know. know I know what's been your favorite workout all right so I already said this on my voicemail that I sound like a broken record when I talk about prison Pilates I mean but that's what you're into girly I gotta update you on my situation Please. so when COVID happened I accumulated a whole bunch of weights in my apartment uh-huh so I've been working out from home and I'm not afraid to go back to the gym because obviously I go to a gym for work sure. every day but it's I've realized the convenience of working out at home and lifting at home. It saves me like an hour of my day between yeah. like getting ready and going and driving back. And so I just haven't gone back to the gym and I've worked out at home and I was like, okay, but I still like going somewhere. So I upgraded to unlimited mm. at Prism Pilates mm-hmm. and I was shaking in my boots because one day a week when I first started, I would like just recover in time for the same day next week. Like I would go on a Monday and I feel like, I would recover on Saturday. And recover then like meaning month- like you're no longer sore? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so then I did that for like six or eight months. Finally went up to two times a week. And then I was terrified to go unlimited. I go four times a week. Wow. But I have built so much strength from Pilates that it, I just feel like it has changed the way I coach. It has changed the way I move. It has changed the way I lift. And I specifically want to talk about one workout yes. and then I'll get off my soapbox. No, that's I mean, um, into it. So it was actually a couple weeks ago, but you know, you know how Rachel gets on some of these tangents of torture. Oh, like in certain body groups? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Body so parts. Yeah. She probably like two months ago, she started this thing where it would be a 10 minute plank. No. Every 30 seconds you do five push ups. So you're doing a hundred push ups. No. In a 10 minute plank. <laughs> How? So your uh, your hands are on the bar and your yes, feet are on the bed. So yes. you're slightly on an okay. um, incline. Li- so okay. you're not parallel. It's a little bit easier, but not no, really. No, not when you're doing 100. No. And so the first time we did it, I knew that as soon as I took a break, I would not be able to stop taking breaks. So yeah, I so pushed you- myself 
till like the six and a half or seven minute mark to not take a break because and then after I did that like I kept taking breaks and you know it's like you held this for six minutes and now every 30 seconds you need a break are you kidding your body is like please I mean everything was shaking everything was hurting anyway we just did that again like two weeks ago Uh uh-huh and I made it the whole 10 minutes that's great that's such a good marker of progress a performance-based goal a trackable goal (laughs) exactly I and it was a class for full you. of women, 6 a.m. on a Tuesday. Yes. And we all just left feeling like destroyed, but also so empowered. Accomplished. And yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've ever been prouder in my yeah. fitness life. That's great. I love that story. Yeah. That seems very, very difficult, though. It's hard. But just like anything, you have to practice yes, and you have to build you get up better. to it. You, you get better. You have to practice. Right, right, so. right. That's great. Um, okay, so the things that I want to talk about, I just have, I just have some, I just have some topics on my phone that I'm going to run through all like a stream of consciousness that I like to do. I got to tell the story of my fucking COVID scare. Yes. We all need to be filled in. This is because it ruined girlies night. This it COVID 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 has (laughs) fucked with girlies night and I am done with it now. It is it this crossed the line experience that I went through has totally changed my perspective on how I feel about the whole situation. And this may be controversial and that's fine. You don't have to agree with me. And above all else, obviously, people have to do what they want to do and live their truth and, and do what's right for them. However, I am I'm fucking over it. And I think I brought it on myself because mm. last week I was talking about it not. I was so anxious and worried that I was going to get COVID. And it was like on my mind. I was putting out into the universe. What? I talked about it on the podcast. What brought it on? So I, I was just like... It, it was just like one thing after the other, hearing things that hot, hitting record number of cases day mm. after day after day, like every day was more. Yeah. It seemed like every other day I was getting a text from someone that was like, hey, uh, this person tested positive. I was in con, you know, just like shit like that where you're like, yeah. oh my God, do I need to whatever? That the sheriff of Soundtown's roommate tested positive like two Saturdays ago. Okay. So he came to stay with us because we're like, just get out of the house. Right. Come, come live with Soundtown, us. Soundtown came to stay with you. Yes. With yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's like a very close like COVID to home situation. Right. So he got tested because he works in the service industry and he's like, I need to know if I, if I should not be going in to work or not. And he right. felt perfectly fine. Everyone felt fine. So we wait, you know, waited. It would, did not even ever cross my mind that he would test positive because like as soon as we found out his roommate did he was out of there like he didn't even really come into contact with her yeah so he gets his test results back last wednesday girlies night right no he goes to get tested wednesday girlies night scheduled for friday right he gets a test result on friday afternoon and he calls and he's like i'm positive and i was like motherfucker Uh. that i mean that means i am that means ryan is like we're living together very cl- like close spaces mm-hmm. and, and we were you know, sharing drinks sharing what like n- there's we did not have that concern we had like quarantine with us too all through quarantine so immediately i'm like okay well that means like i've got to get tested ryan's got to get tested i canceled girlies night obviously i couldn't yeah. have you guys come over with the pos uh, that right. he i mean better safe sure he had gone then he was like well i'm gonna go get another test so he gets another test. Ryan gets a test. I couldn't get out of work in time to go get the test on Friday night. Brad's second test comes back negative. So we're like, what the fuck? What's right. going on? Ryan had to wait till the like 
until Monday to get his results. Okay. I end up going Saturday. I get a rapid test and a PCR send away test. Okay. My rapid test is negative. Um, mind you still, none of it, no symptoms, nothing. Right. Brad's been banished from the house now because <laughs> we're like, we don't know if he's, po- you've got a negative you, test, a positive test. We're like, we, we, we don't know. And, and further complicate things. I'm going to see my grandma this week, this Friday. When the oh, episode comes out, oh, I'm right, going Friday okay. to see my grandma. I haven't seen my grandma in months up in Canton, Ohio. And so I'm like, I need to be very sure. Right. You know, I, I don't feel like sure. I would have as much anxiety about it if I wasn't doing that. So anyways, test results come back, negative for me, negative for Ryan. Brad gets a third test, negative. Uh, so that so first was one the, was, was a the, false positive. Was the first one a rapid test? No. Okay. I mean, not. I guess I feel like I'm not going to spew anything because you hear different things. Who I, the fuck I knows? feel like I just kept hearing a lot of the rapid tests yes. were fake positives. But then I feel like I was hearing the opposite too. Who, that's the thing is like, you don't fucking know. The point right. of the story, I was stressed yeah. the whole weekend. I, mean, I couldn't do anything until I knew for for sure. Yeah, I, It was just so stressful to the point where I'm like, this stress and anxiety about thinking I'm getting COVID is doing way more harm to me right. than if I were to actually contract the virus, be sick for a while and get over it. Yeah. And so I am now taking the approach like I I'm I can't be worried about it. Yeah. I can't be thinking about it and I used to be very conscious and mindful of well, I you know, what if I would be I would have it and I don't mm-hmm. know if I have it and then I'm around people who are then going to go see others, maybe their grandparents, maybe their older parents and then I'm like that's on them. Yeah. If they're going to choose to be out and about right. in the public like I am and around me, and then they're going to go see people who are an at-risk population, they need to be the ones that are going to take the necessary precautions to keep themselves and their loved ones safe. Like, right. I cannot worry about it. I and so I feel I, fine. I'm, I'm going. That, I'm, I'm good. I'm at that place now. Towards the beginning of COVID, I was worried, like mostly for my parents because sure. my, my parents are healthy. But when I think about it, they're 67. And I'm like, yeah, well, that that is kind of old. Right. And so I was freaking out at the beginning during real lockdown yeah. and all of that stuff to the point where it gave me anxiety that I, I've never had anxiety. But like all of this shit, I have started to have anxiety. And I mean, there was some hormone stuff going on, too. But I'm to the point now where it's just, you know, they keep talking about COVID fatigue. And I think oh, I just hit that I'm, point. I, I hit it. I hit and it. I'm just like, <laughs> I know that I do everything I can to be healthy and safe and it sounds terrible, but it's kind of like, well, I this feel I don't even know if I should utter these words because I feel like it's the total opposite of the mask thing. But almost like every man for himself, like I'm wearing my mask. I'm doing what I can to protect you, but yes. also like every man for himself. As far as however at risk you are, you need to stay where you yes. need to stay yes. to a certain extent. Right. I respect. I respect everyone. Maybe at different comfort levels, and that's right. fine. And I, I fully support wearing a mask when we're going out in public yeah. and all all of that. But I just can't. I cannot. Yeah, I can't. I cannot. I mean, stress kills. Seriously, I'm in. I'm in Mayor's. We're in it together. Yeah, the mindfulness course, and yes. I feel like the first couple lessons she was talking about stress and. You know, like, yeah. You know, this just reminded me when I was watching the election last night. There was an advertisement for the Calm app, <laughs> and the, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. The advertisement was they had a timer up and it was like a rain background. And they said for thirty seconds, do nothing, and that was the advertisement. Oh. It was awesome. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. I have the Calm app. I 
got it as a, I have an American Express and a couple months ago I learned I get a year for free. So I downloaded yes. it and I haven't used it as much as I should. I get my mindfulness reminder every night at 9 p.m. Uh-huh. I've listened to like the LeBron James stuff, which I really like because it's oh, nice. the athlete point of view. And then I've tried some sleep stories and I haven't fully gotten into them, but I do love like the ambient sounds. Like oh, you can just yeah. get like rain or like right city noise. Not sure. that that's peaceful. But no, I would can- like that. I like that. I would like that. Something also just triggered in my mind when I said the word awesome. I said I said I responded to a text to you and I said awesome. Like no one uses that word anymore. <laughs> that's so awesome. outdated and weird and old. Like it is. no young kid says awesome. Wow, you just made me think. When do I ever say that? I I, I, I don't hope, think I, I do. hope I don't say it again in the future. I'll have to be mindful of that campaign awesome. against the word awesome. Uh, okay, wait. One more thing that I want to talk about. Oh yeah, I have a super fun announcement. This is great. I'm so excited about this partnership. Yay! So I'm partnering with System of Strength. Cool. They are they are going to offer what the fit listeners a free class a free high and tight class and this is a big deal you guys because SOS if you will know they don't really they don't do a lot of free pop-up stuff they you know they did some pop-ups when they were first coming but they're not big on a free offering so this is a big deal but I'm partnering with them we're going to do a free class for what the fit listeners there's going to be a Love link that. to sign up it is going to be on Wednesday November 18th at 6 p.m., there's going to be 18 spots available. So you're really going to have to uh, get on it. Get I ex- on it. I expect these spots are going to go fast. But but there's but wait, there's more. <laughs> so the high and tight format is one of my favorite formats that they do because it's so unique. It's like a blend. It's in the hot room, and I do understand. Maybe some people are not comfortable going into a closed space yet and I, I totally get it and unfortunately with the timing of the weather and we it, it, we just really can't yeah. I don't feel confident playing in an outdoor right. class you, you just don't know what it's going to be but it, it's like a combination of like hot Pilates almost sometimes like a bar but you work full muscle movement you've raved about this class. I love it love it's it. great and so Sarah Anita Walter is going to teach it Perfect. and we're going to do it under black lights oh my god that'll be so nice it is going to be the sos and what the fit club night because we don't get to go to clubs anymore (laughs) and i miss them dearly and we're gonna be in a club sweating under the black light with our glow sticks hey sometimes i would leave the club just as sweaty as i did after a workout Uh, definitely (laughs) this is it's gonna be so much fun and we're also because we're just really you know trying to give you guys a real treat here we're going to do a raffle so you can enter in a raffle you get a spot in class you can get a ticket for the raffle they're going to give away five system of strength classes which is awesome an sos shirt and their merch is cool it's so cute it is really great theories merchandise is the worst and i'm always jealous of all these gyms that get cool stuff yeah sos has some really cool stuff and on top of that you can enter to win a spot to guest co-host with oh. me on the podcast oh my gosh so fun it's gonna be so fun and guys rubio studios is so freaking cute yep you guys can come hang out it is amazing when i hope by then maybe i'll be drinking alcohol again and we can just have a great time with the intro so november 18th 6 p.m there's gonna be a link in the bio to sign up so you have to get for spots 
Okay, that's the last thing I had. Um, do you have anything you want to chat about before we get to some voicemails? Um, well, I did want to chat. So when Girlies Night got canceled, when yeah. I was getting the message, the devastating message, I was actually picking up Robin Cohen, and we went to see a medium. Ooh, a psychic. So this is probably a topic for a whole separate episode. Maybe once you meet with the astrologer that I met with, yes, we I want to do that whole episode on it. Okay, I would love that. But a couple of months ago, I met with an astrologer who mapped my whole chart. Incredible. We talked for almost three hours. Wow. This is something I've wanted to do for four years, never did it, finally crossed it off my bucket list, and it was an incredible experience. Just amazing. And it's like you need the time of your birth, you need the birthplace, and they see where the stars and the planets were in the sky, and that gives them clues and insights into who you you are and your path in life. And your path in life and stuff that he would say about me that has already happened or that like there's no way he would have known that and he told me and then just like in these uncertain crazy times, it was nice to hear I was on a positive path for my yeah. future. Like yes. he can kind of fast forward. And he's sure. not a psychic. He's not saying on this date, this is going to happen uh-huh. for you for sure. But anyway, so that was really cool. And then I wanted to get, I, you know, I've had a psychic, a tarot card reader, all you're that just, stuff you're on just my list. You're just into the supernatural right now. Yes. Yeah. So, and we went the day before Robin's birthday, which it was going to be a full moon in Halloween. And we both were like looking for some answers in our life. Yes. So we went and met with this woman who... She she's also an astrologer, so she opened our session with like saying some stuff about like where the what our stars said, and everything was spot on what he had, wow. the other guy had said. I would love to have an astrologer on the podcast too. You should. That'd be so great. You, maybe Frank continue. could zoom in. Yeah, yeah. Um. And but she also, so she's also not really a psychic, but she talks to like the spirits. So you could show her a picture oh, of someone. Geez. Okay. And then she would like start flipping these cards and be like oh, the spirit is telling me about this person. Oh my gosh, I need to do this. And so she told, she also told us so much about our lives and our relationships and all of this stuff. And it was also enlightening. Yeah. But some of it was very like, whoa, I need to process. I'm sure. So we walked out of there and we like we walked into it like oh we're so sad girlies night is canceled also because i had so much sugar in my apartment of things i think please, please i'm so sad about and this. but then we walked out and we were driving home and we both just looked at each other like we would not be ready for girlies night right now like it's emotional yeah. yeah and we were like kind of glad it was like the only silver lining yeah. that we saw no, okay, well, girlies being canceled yeah um so we just like went home and had a girls night and it was just like wow we have so much to think and process yeah um, I love that. You're right, though. We should do a whole we should do a whole episode on to, to dig into yeah. more of that. And I've just I've been so into it lately, especially just like reading about the moon and the signs and all of this stuff. And I just feel like it's all been relevant or maybe I'm just holding on to the last thread of hope. And in you know what, Ellen, who the fuck cares? No one no one can say what you believe is wrong or that this like yeah. doesn't have value to it yeah so who cares you're getting something out of it it's contributing to your overall happiness and finding a path and the universe comes in a lot of different shows a lot of different signs and it's funny because when I was in yoga training and really deep into yoga like teaching and everything I feel like the yoga community is very much into all of that and I never bought into it before yeah and now that I'm so far removed from the yoga community yeah. now i'm buying into it so That's anyway it's funny how the world works i know i know okay we got some really great voicemails to get to so let's not delay any further and here's the first one hey christy and ellen it's caitlin 
What the fit fangirl? Um, okay, question for Ellen. Questions for Ellen, I guess. Um, two questions. If you could eat one type of cookie or one type of sweet for the rest of your life, what it, would it be? I know that's a loaded question, so I'm very excited to hear your response. And then, um, you're eating with Ellen, cooking with Ellen on your Instagram. I love watching it during quarantine. I still love watching it. I love even going back in the highlights and seeing things. But my question is, what is your favorite meal um, to cook for yourself? And then what is your favorite meal to cook for other people? Is there something in particular that you have mastered or that you really think is like an awesome hosting meal, things of that sort? Um, not that it's really applicable now because like you can't have people over, but I'm always looking for inspirational dishes to try um, for myself, but then also for a bunch of other people. Um, and then the wild card. I have a proposed wild card for you guys. If you could work out with any, like, let's call it influencer famous, I'm using air quotes as I say this, influencer famous instructor who you know of, who would it be and why? Like, who do you just want to become best friends with and work out with all the time? That's all. Have a fantastic chat, ladies. And I can't wait to go to the pod. Bye. All right, Ellen, I think you're up. She's got a lot of questions for you. Oh, my gosh. Caitlin, you're amazing. And you really tossed some hardballs at me. So, number one, if I could be any cookie or sweet, did she say if I could be it? No. Or if, if you, I could if eat you, it for the rest of my life? Yeah. Uh, yes. If for the rest of your life, one, what type of cookie or treat would you eat? I mean, I think I have to go with my salted dark chocolate chunk cookies. Those are amazing, but I would pick your peanut butter miso white chocolate ones. Those are incredible. They are. They are. Oh, so I go back and forth. It's like when I'm, I, I really, it depends on the mood. Like I will go back and forth between which one I love. I think, so I have the, I have a special order for the chocolate chip cookies for Friday. So I have all the dough in my fridge right now. So oh. I think that might just be on my yeah, mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, with the white chocolate peanut butter ones, I feel like I can't stop eating them because of the white chocolate, they're like the so sugar, good. like the dark chocolate at least slows me down a little yes, bit. Yes. Yes. Anyway. They're so delicious. Love cookies. Um, and then eating with Ellen. So favorite meal to cook for myself. I really got on like a Casio e Pepe. Um, oh, tra like train. She's fr Italian. I am Italian. It's <laughs> such a simple pasta. So I used to love and I always butcher what this is called spaghetti aiolio. It's just spaghetti with olive oil, garlic, and Parmesan. Oh, okay. And then Casio e Pepe is just spaghetti with pecorino, pepper. Okay. Parmesan, pepper. Okay. And that's it. And it's delicious. It's delicious. And it's so good. And it's honestly best to make in a small batch because then you can actually get the cheese to like coat the noodles and not like clump it all up if you were trying to cook for a lot of people. Do you have this on your highlights or at your blog it or It is somewhere? on my highlights. Okay. And Caitlin, you are so sweet. I can't believe you go back and watch them. <laughs> You've got some great so recipes. Cute. Every recipe that you make is delicious. I mean, I was really on a kick for a while. I'm so... I say this on my Instagram all the time, but in my normal life, I eat the same thing every day yeah. just because it makes my work life right, easier. Right, 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 right. No, I get that. Um, and then favorite meal to cook for other people, I think is always just like Mexican themes. So I Ooh. I like always entertain with my guacamole because, oh, because it's one of the best. Because doesn't love guacamole? Yeah. And then like with Mexican theme, it's you can do like build your own type stuff. And I really love the 
skillet quinoa dip that I did for quarantine cooking. Mm. And it's on my blog. Um, and Because it's like a meal, but you could also just dip, dip it. it with chips. That's the best. And everybody loves Mexican. That's the best. Yeah. Okay. So then I think the... Okay. So she gave us a wild card, which bless you Caitlin oh. so I didn't have to think of one my brain is moving like a zombie my stomach also feels like in this moment there's like a there's like um like little tiny alien fists <laughs> punching at it and so just wanted to give you guys an update on where we are now 30 minutes through the recording it's the wine grapes it's not getting back any better okay so so you go first who is your like who's your your person that you would want to work out with like if you have uh like a fitfluencer or someone I mean, that you look up to she started saying that and i started racking my brain i'm like i feel like i follow all these people and suddenly i'm going brain dead the people that come to mind are fit girl mel Kim okay. Kardashian's trainer. Okay, I don't know her. Who, but just like, I'm sure she trains Kim Kardashian kind of like a diva, but like on her page, she's just so raw and real oh. and just like, let's do hard shit. Like strength training? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, cool. Or I've always liked Alexia Clark. Okay, I don't know she's, her either. Um, she, she, you know, she has a vibe for some people. Yeah. I followed her for a really long time. I feel like, I don't know that her personality would be that great, mm, but... Mm. You know, she's got good workout ideas. Yeah. I don't follow a lot of like fit fluencers. So yeah. I don't have that I don't have that many um that come to mind. But I would say I, I would work out with anyone from the Onnit team. Oh so yeah. So that there's a company yeah. called Onnit. They do supplements. There's Joe a Rogan's gym. company, right? Yep. Joe Rogan has a stake in the company and they focus a lot on like kettlebell workouts. So I yeah. love to follow them for kettlebell workouts. So I just like to do some kind of workout with them. But then also, honestly, when I think of like who I want to work out with, I think it would be Gretchen and Carrie, the founders of System of Strength, because I would just want to be in a like room with them doing a workout. Because yeah. obviously, like, obviously in Cincinnati, I know they have come and taught classes, but I've never taken one of their classes. Right. And I'm just like, how do you do these insanely hard workouts? And you just like keep going and going. I would just want to witness that. Yeah. Yeah. I when really the other thought that comes to mind is I just want to work out with JLo. Like, I know she's not the coach, but, like, I just feel like she hustles and I just I would wanna, like to see what that's like. I always think I about celebrities. I to look like J-Lo. Yeah, just, <laughs> for sure. I, but I just think, like, celebrities, like, how how hard are you really working? Like, they have to be working yeah. hard for their physique to look like that. Like, you have to put in the time and effort. They especially. say she hustles. I'm sure she does. She's 50, <laughs> fuck, whoever old she is. So, but I'm always, like, a little skeptical, yeah. you know? So yeah. I would like to see that, too. How much is bought and how yeah. much is worked for. Exactly, exactly. Okay, let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Chrissy. This is Yolanda. To a couple things. I was sitting out on Halloween, and who walked up with his son and wife trick-or-treating? Patrick from Black Sheep Performance. So that was exciting. I got to meet his wife, and he talked to my husband and I. We're going to go work out with him in probably the next couple of weeks. So uh, Cecil, my husband, asked, how did you know them? And I said, I listened to Chrissy on What the Fit. That's how. So that was exciting. And I wanted to know if you're still loving fall and how are you going to feel about it once the leaves fall off the trees? Well, it's, it just won't be as pretty, but let me know. And for you, Ellen, I tried your butternut squash apple soup and it was delicious. I plan on making it again very soon. And I want to make a suggestion for your next cookie order, if I may. 
How about oatmeal chocolate chip? That's always a good one. And on a workout-related question, I wanted to ask you about flexibility. I know you teach yoga and you're taking Pilates. How often or do you incorporate that at home? I mean, do you stretch at home? I'm trying to find a balance with the cardio, the strength training, and the flexibility, which I think is equally as important as the cardio and the strength training. And lastly, uh, by the time you do your recording, um, our workout will be over, but I'm looking forward to working out with you and Chrissy tomorrow um, at the hydration station. So see you tomorrow. Thank you. Hello, Yolanda. Thank you so Yolanda, much for calling. you're so sweet. I love to hear from you. Keep calling in. It, the, expe- the bar has been set. I need to hear from you every single week. Uh, okay, so love that you saw What the Fit guest trick-or-treating. I know. This the, What the Fit is just spreading like wildfire, exactly as it should. So funny things. She mentioned Patrick and his wife. Yes. So I went to the grand opening of Black Sheep Performance with Robin. Yes. And met his wife there as well. And we had already met her, Chrissy. She was the right. photographer. Yes, I did know that. I, okay, I had no idea. And I was like looking at her. I'm like, why does she look so familiar? Yes, she was a photographer at a photo shoot that we did. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's so sweet. Small world. That's great. I know it is a small world, but thank you, Alonda, for for continuing to spread the word of what the fit. Um, okay, what else do we got? Oh, good, Yolanda. I don't know why you had to do me like that. Well, you have to remind me that the leaves are going to fall off the trees. I know. I am still very much in the fall spirit, and I really think, I think we're a little, we're still peaking a little bit with fall. There is yeah. a lot of colors. I drive down, I don't even know what street, Monmouth. In yes. Covington uh-huh. to go to train with Johnny. And it is like a yellow tree, a red tree, an orange tree. It's so beautiful. And they're full right now. Yeah. So they're, they they are, they will fall. You're and, absolutely and right. And this week with Daylight Savings, we're now getting golden hour in the morning. When the sun is rising, it's I've been noticed. beautiful. The, yeah. the trees have been beautiful. So I am in, still in the fall spirit. What am I going to do when the leaves fall off? I don't fucking know. I This might be the end of it for me. I don't know. Send a if the hangover check. doesn't kill her, it leaves falling off the tree. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Final straw. Okay. Then she had a question for you about mobility, which yes. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Um, so yoga and Pilates. To be honest, Yolanda, I've been really bad about it. I took my first yoga class in over a year with my friend when I was in Austin, Texas last week, and it felt great. Um, Pilates definitely includes some mobility and stretching yeah. as well, but the prism Pilates is a lot of strength, so it's not really relaxing um i foam roll and use my lacrosse ball every morning oh that's good for you yeah just like 10 minutes and it just kind of creaks and cracks some things open i should probably do more of it i i am doing a little bit of foam rolling but for the vast majority my my mobility practice has has gone down the shitter i have not i have not done yoga i'm not really stretching but interestingly enough, I am more open than I have ever been before because of the lifting. Yeah. And I'm tight in certain places. I'm tight because my muscles have had to overcompensate yeah. because I haven't been properly engaging, for example, my glutes. Yeah. I am now, for the first time in my 32 years, properly engaging my glutes. It's a life changer. So it's taking the stress, stress and the tightness and the pressure off the front of my hip, my hip flexor. And so totally. it's contributing to my mobility when I'm not even really trying to like 
specifically work on my mobility. Yeah. But like Johnny has mentioned, like my squat, I'm able to get deeper. Um, I, I just like, I did do a yoga class a couple of weeks ago and I was worried that I was going to get in there and I was going to feel cranky and I was yeah. going to feel stiff. Felt great. Felt PSA, open. guys, strength train. Strength yeah, train. Yeah, it real, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Does she, we have um, else? She oh. took com- the butternut squash apple soup. Yolanda, I'm so glad you love it. I made it three times in two weeks because it's so good. I got to try that. It's amazing. And then oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. Okay, so right now I have a dinner party that I'm private chefing for in a couple weeks and they requested oatmeal raisin cookies. Interesting. And I just haven't made them in so long. So I've been trying to find like a bomb ass recipe, like create it myself. So I've been making different versions. So Yolanda, once I nail that, I can easily swap in chocolate yeah, chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And Yolanda, I'm sorry. I, I sent you a DM that I missed I missed the workout today since it was rescheduled. I just, I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm it's sorry. Fine. At least it's still good to see you now. I know, for sure. All right, let's move on again. Another voicemail. Hey, Chrissy and Ellen. This is Katie Bittman. I am just leaving working out with Ellen um, at the hydration station, which was so fun. Kicked my butt. Um, It's been a while, and I kind of felt like I was falling out of love with group fitness these last couple of weeks. So shout out, Ellen. Um, You reminded me why I love group fitness so much. It was so fun hanging out with everybody and getting a B12 shot. That was a lot of fun and a brand new experience. So just wanted to call and say hey, and thank you both so much for keeping me in love with fitness in Cincinnati. Hey, Katie. Hey, girly. She called my actual phone <laughs> right before we started recording. I was like, hello. She's like, I meant to call the voicemail. Oh, my gosh. That's so But funny. thank you for calling. And you know what? I think it's you shouldn't beat yourself up if you fell out of love with group fitness for a little bit. You know, seasons, life, come and go. Yeah. But it's great that you have Ellen to have the reminder. I've been in that place before. For sure. And Katie, it was so nice to finally meet you face to face. I mean, I've... I hear you on the podcast all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was nice to meet you in person. And I also had a great time. So I've done a couple outdoor workouts for OTF this season. Yep. And there's something about being outside that is just, yeah, it's just making me love coaching those workouts. So I think come spring, I would love to get on a regular schedule somewhere of doing something outside. Yeah, you could just do it yourself. You don't have, you can just make your own schedule. You yeah, can no, it yeah, I know. Just like yeah. finding a space and like, okay, like every third Saturday or something, I'm yep. gonna do whatever it is. Yeah. Because I be love great. it. Yeah. And get the girlies together. No, it's the, the, it's the best. Yeah. I'm glad people are, are still getting out there. And I, I'm like, I mentioned the weather. We, we know that's coming up, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. Thanks for calling, Katie. I appreciate you. Okay. Last one. Hi, Chrissy. It's Erin Glutz from Augusta Aesthetics. I was just calling to uh, say hey to you and Ellen. I also wanted to share a little story with you, too. So when I listened to What the Fit podcast, when you had Stevie Carr on, actually after that podcast is when I decided that I was going to go for it and open my own Augusta Aesthetic Clinic. So my aesthetic clinic offering Botox fillers, um, and skincare. So I just want to say thanks for um, motivating women to kind of go out there and be their own uh, boss and do some good in the world. So I hope you guys have fun tonight. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Oh my God, Erin. This was the, this was the best voicemail that I may have received to date. It may be the time that Kayla called when she was on Ambient. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for that. I'm so happy. That's a that's the exact point and reason why I want to do the podcast so people feel inspired to go after what is truly already inside them and they know yeah. they're capable of doing. And maybe you just needed a little nudge and push and tap the butt out the door. I mean, Aaron is so. I actually met Erin at Ideal Image when I was going for laser hair removal. Okay. And then she was coming to Orange Theory. So like I went to her business and then she was coming to my business. Yes. And we women literally- supporting be- women. We literally became friends through that though. And she's now one of my best friends. That's great. And so she opened her own clinic, yes. Augusta Aesthetics. But so when she was working at Ideal Image, she would always like sell so hard. And she doesn't even work on commission, but we'd be out and she'd be talking to people. But- yeah. And she's so a passionate. Yeah. And it's like, Girl, you need to open up your own thing. You're not making commission off of this. Right. You, know? you clearly and have this business development yeah. side that could be, and be she's, beneficial. She's one of the best networkers that I know. And it's been amazing to see her really take the reins and just like during COVID. She opened her own business during COVID. Like wow. did not let fear stop her. That's great. When fear was stopping so many people. And I'm I think, inspired by yeah. her. So and her clinic focuses on um, a, a, like skincare. So right now she does Botox filler okay. and then she carries the Skin Better line. Cool. But she wants to expand it into overall wellness. So she wants to do like B12 shots and oh, like wow. um, just different. She's asked me about like some nutrition programs and such like that just to make it an overall like women's wellness area. Because, yeah. you know, like. Your physical beauty is something that we value as part of our wellness. Yes, absolutely. And then, but then how do you like get that beauty from the inside out? Yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm I'm going to share this with Stevie too. Stevie will probably listen, but I'll make yeah. sure that she hears because I know that will warm her soul too. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. Th- guys, thank you so much for all of your voicemails. This was wonderful. Keep calling in. Let me know. Let me know how you're feeling. Are you unwell? Are you, are you well? Are you spending time with the girlies? Uh, are you saying the word awesome? Just call and, and let me know what you think about that. We have a really great guest coming up, ex-hockey player, and he pants, takes his pants off during the recording. My guest today is a transplant from Massachusetts who somehow developed a Canadian accent along the way. He grew up in a hockey rink and eventually took his love for the game to the professional level. He retired from the game, but not his pursuit of wellness and is continuing to strive to hit personal bests in the gym and the kitchen. His newest life venture is trying to reinvent men's underwear, and I can't wait to learn more about this. Please welcome Colin Mulvey. Did I say your last name right? Yes. Okay. I forgot again to confirm before we started, but it's pretty straightforward enough. Welcome to Let the Fit. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm glad to be here. It's nice to actually have some human interaction when these, <laughs> today is such a virtual world. It's I nice know. to sit down in person. I know. When when we were chatting, you were like, oh my gosh, it's going to be in person. Great. I was like, if if you're comfortable, I'm comfortable. We got to, we got to jump into it. Yeah. I, I desperately miss like actual human interaction. I, I don't like the virtual world and yeah, like it's hard most of my life like I just love to travel and meet new people and being on lockdown is real tough for me yeah no I I totally feel that so the story that I'm about to tell is going to make us both sound way more uh chic and cooler than we probably are but we first met at a fitness photo shoot for iron sharpens iron I mean I don't know about you I'm just like going out on shoots all the time um but I learned then you were a ex-hockey player ex-professional hockey player your friends, good friends with Kevin and Sarah. Yes. Uh, so when you, when we kind of like got reconnected, you had said that, I like wrote this down because I wanted to remember, 
you said that you wanted to, or that you you could bring a new funny insight into the hockey and fitness world outside of the glitz and the glam that is the NHL experience. And honestly, I had no idea there was glitz and glam in the NHL hockey experience. I thought that it was all like beards and brawling. <laughs> so we have lots to talk about. I want to talk about hockey. I want to talk about uh, obviously the underwear. And then I have a, a few other topics that I chatted with Sarah about. Oh boy. That she said <laughs> would be good to bring up. So what did you mean about bringing the, the, the real side versus the glitz and the glam? So the NHL is so proper and everybody is like, when you see them on TV, it's just like extremely sculpted picture of a person and they're always prim and proper in their suits. There's like no uh, language out of line. They don't say anything bad about anybody. They're like, on, they're like on a straight line. Exactly. They're walking a straight line. And they also, they show up to the rink in their Maserati and the other guy pulls up in a Ferrari and it just beautiful and then you get to the minor leagues with me and it's chaos it's absolute chaos got it got it got it uh i tell this to all the sports guys that i record with i have the sports knowledge equivalent to a toddler so you have to treat me as such that's fine i don't i I don't know much about (laughs) hockey at all admittedly so like let's do a quick like hockey rundown so there's the the nhl yes like structures of the team and though that's like what most people would know the toronto maple leaves i know that's is, pretty good i know because a really good friend of mine in college his dad i'm pretty sure like owned the team uh burke was the last name brian burke yeah so he's the general manager at the time okay yep 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 so his son brandon brendan sorry brendan um is he the one who committed suicide he didn't commit suicide he passed away in a car accident okay, though my okay. our senior year so that was hugely tragic and got a ton of media attention mm-hmm. because he was also one of the first people. He didn't play hockey, but he was very involved in the sport at Miami, which I'm sure you know is a, is a big hockey school. Um, he was out as op- like openly gay. Yes. And so that was like a kind of a big thing at the time, which is maybe not as insane to talk about because in hockey, is it still like, I guess maybe all professional sports, right? There's not a lot of openly gay athletes. I don't know one active hockey player that is openly gay, but I do remember him coming out as openly gay and they created like this big movement and, and it was like, hockey is for everyone, I think was the yeah, slogan. Yeah. And it was pretty, it was pretty cool to see. He had a really cool thing going how on. How everybody yeah. rallied behind him and, and showed how inclusive the game is, even though unfortunately it's probably a white like male game. Yeah. But yeah. it was it was cool to see how um, the hockey world is like, hey, we're open for everybody to come in. Like yep. we want diversity to come and join us. We don't want to keep it a Wonder Bread League. Yeah. Like let's Wonder get some. Bread League. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that is pretty much the extent of my any any hockey knowledge like I knew through him because of him. So, OK, what's what some other one? The Penguins. That's my, that's, that would be my favorite team, quote unquote. Okay. My favorite player played for them. Okay. Okay. So the, the, that's the NHL. So then what's b- below that? So it gets pretty chaotic below that. Okay. Um, in the United States, there's a few different minor leagues. There's one called the AHL, the East Coast League. Okay. And then it gets into like basically bar fights that end up being on the ice called hockey leagues. Okay. Got <laughs> um, it. 
So the Cincinnati Cyclones here in Cincinnati would be in the East Coast League. Okay. And, and that, you played on the, in the East Coast League. I played for the Cincinnati Cyclones a few times, actually. Okay. So what what teams did you play for? You played for the Cincinnati Cyclones. That's really good to know. And then any other ones? Did you like bop around? Oh, it was a complete suitcase. I played yeah. uh, like seven or eight professional teams in my four years pro. Okay. Um, But I spent a year and a half over in Germany as well in oh, that time, cool. which was awesome in yeah. Munich. Uh, and I also played in Wheeling, West Virginia for the Penguins minor league team. Yeah, I know uh, about Wheeling, West Virginia because my grandparents go gambling there. It's a terrible place. <laughs> it's an absolute <laughs> shithole. Seems like somewhere they'd like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing there is a casino. and That's where they go. You show up at like 3.30 in the morning. Is it called Mountaineer? It's called Wheeling Island. Okay. Okay. Mountaineer must be somewhere else in West Virginia that they go to. And then I played in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, which has nothing going on but the hockey team. So yeah. you're treated like a complete rock star there. Okay, that must be nice. It was nice. There's you, the glam and the glitz, maybe. You felt you felt like an NHLer for like a half a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you see your paycheck. You're like, well, actually, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Still got a ways to go. Then I played in uh, Charleston, South Carolina as well for a pretty good stint. Okay, okay, cool. So how did you get into hockey to begin with what started it uh i don't really know to be honest with you i can't remember like my There's first that canadian accent yeah the no how did that co- <laughs> we'll, we'll get there we'll get there i don't want to jump the gun how'd uh, you get into hockey we'll start there i all i can remember is being out on like a pond and we used to have this milk crate and i would push around this milk crate on my skates and just fall over all over the place and eventually i got the hang of it and that's how you learned that's skate. how i learned to skate so it really is like the mighty ducks the kids are just out there on ponds skating around to a point, yeah, and and like up in the East Coast, there it's like and hockey. If you don't start at three or four years old, you might as well never start. Why is that? Because the skating is so difficult to master. Yeah, it's not like everybody can run. Sure. And then you can like, oh, I can run, and then I'll learn how to catch a ball, and I can play in the NFL. Right, running, walking, those are natural human movements. Skating, obviously, not so much. Yeah, and the learning curve to, if I'm at three and you don't start till ten. Yeah. There's no way you pick up seven years. Yeah, this is the exact sentiment I have about learning how to ski. I'm a firm believer, this may be controversial, that as a 32-year-old, no, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to learn to ski. You need to learn to ski when you're young. You have no fear. You can just go for it. I think probably the majority of the injuries that are happening as you're old, like older skiers that are learning how to ski is because you're fucking afraid. And so you're, you're timid and you're tense. And, like, and I know myself, when I learned that when you go up the gondola to the top of the mountain and it doesn't take you back down, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not fucking doing it. So you never tried? I missed the boat. I missed the boat. I've just, it's something in my life I'm not going to be able to do. See, I think I could ski. You Having, probably could. I never have skied before, but I think I could do it. You probably could. You're a very athletic person. And I'm I also sure, have no fear. And Wrong you don't way. have any fear. So no, that's, I think that's part of it. I know myself. I have a lot of fear. And yeah, I think like the athletic, strength part whatever that's involved sure i'm coordinated i can like handle that but i'm terrified of tearing my acl or my meniscus or tumbling down a fucking mountain yeah that would be scary so i'm just dumb enough to not think about that or just like the sheer panic that would ensue of the if i get stuck somewhere like what what do i do do i have to roll down the hill does ski patrol have to get me like then my anxiety starts (laughs) Anyways, that was we went off on a tangent. So, learned how to skate young, got in, and and I know also that my boss at work is super. He lives in Rochester, 
super into hockey. He played hockey himself. He coaches his son's hockey league now. They have like a pond out in their back that freezes in the winter so they can go out and skate. And it they so his son's 10 and has been playing forever. And like the leagues are really big. So you had a lot of opportunity yeah, to like get in and play. Massachusetts is one of the biggest hockey places in yeah. the country. And like my hometown rink had eight sheets of ice in the one building. Wow. Where I don't think there's eight sheets of ice in all of Cincinnati. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And like, did your high school have a hockey team? Yeah, but it was the like the worst thing I ever did was play for my high school hockey team. Because oh, ho- yeah. hockey's weird because um, there's so many specialized leagues that exist outside of the school structure. So you would rather do that than, yeah. So like it. the dominant players don't play in the school structure. Yes. Okay. Outside of the state of Minnesota, Minnesota is like, uh, an exclusion of the the norm, but yeah. everywhere else you either play prep school, which is like an elevated mm-hmm. um, hockey, or what's called junior hockey, mm-hmm. and that's an open league. Anybody from sixteen to twenty can play into it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, okay. So grew up playing hockey. When did you know you were good? I never did. That's why I didn't make the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well you had to be somewhat good to play so, at a professional level. So my first year, I was terrible i was the worst i was on the worst team in the worst league in all of massachusetts <laughs> like you couldn't Started get any lower from the bottom <laughs> the next year i was a stud or i thought i was because i think they put the wrong name down on the you think it's all a mistake so, so i tried out for this team this elite team your some, whole life has just been a, a, somehow, a typo some, somehow i made this team which i had no like no business making the team uh so i played on that team for a year and then i think they figured it out pretty quickly so i was the only kid cut from that team the next year (laughs) oh my gosh and then after that is when it like started to pick up and i started to get my groove after that okay so what this is this is another great question how is like the team how many players are on do you call it a rink on the ice yeah on the ice not a rink skate it's rink it is a rink yeah but you just say like (laughs) on on the the, field on the ice on the ice okay how many players on the ice like on one team so there's five skaters and one goalie on each side oh my gosh on each only team. five yeah in my mind i was thinking there were 12 no 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 it's maybe they're just so big and there's just like so much contact that i think that there's more humans than are pre- actually and, present yeah it's big and it moves fast looking at me you wouldn't think they're big because i'm not a big man but you also are wearing like a lot of uh you wear quite a bit of gear gear yeah. so you're yeah they and, look they look big if they and i think you big. hit like 35 miles an hour at top speed seriously when you're going yeah so like people are like oh football hits hurt, the linemen are only moving six inches before they hit a guy. So the max they're going is like two miles an hour. Wow. In hockey, each guy's going thirty five. That's seventy when you hit. Oh my god! It's like a car accident. Okay, so th- that's very traumatic. <laughs> so there's five, five skaters. Yeah. What? There's a there defenders. How? What's the? What's? How do you like describe so, what the people do? So it's broken up in like half. So there's three forwards and okay and then two defensemen okay so okay. the the three forwards typically play as a group and the uh-huh. two defensemen play as a group but okay. they don't have to play together like these three forwards don't play with these two defensemen they oh, move okay. independently oh interesting and there's normally more forwards than defensemen on a team or more forward pairings than defensemen because the defense is honestly really easy you don't have to try that hard right okay so you don't get tired you're as just much. like really using your body as a blockade to a point yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. got it Okay. All right. And then, and then the, obviously the point is you hit the puck in the goal. Yeah. You try to. Is it called a goal? A goal. Yeah. A goal. Okay. One point per goal. One point. Yeah. All right. So I think I've got 
you've got the basics down. So when did you move into playing professionally? How did that all come about? Um, my senior year in college, I did pretty well. And then the... Where did you go to college? I went to a small school in Vermont called Norwich. Did you go to play Exclusively hockey? to play hockey. Like, I'm just going to go play yeah. hockey. Like the one football player said, like, I didn't go here to play school. I came here to play hockey. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well, did you go in with the mentality of, I want to be a professional hockey player? This is what I want to do for my life? Or this is like, I really love this right now. So this is what I'm going to focus on. No, I was just happy to escape the Marine Corps. That oh. was that was my motivation. Cause, okay. Because I grew up pretty poor and I couldn't afford yeah. uh, school without yep. without the game. So I was just happy to get away from Uncle Sam and keep my hair. Yeah. <laughs> you do have long flowing locks. So we, I just we, chopped I just chopped it off. How a few long weeks was ago. it before? Uh, right to the shoulders. Oh, oh yeah. That's really long. So avoided the military to keep your hair, get to college, <laughs> graduate from college, and so you're doing pretty well. Only yeah. My, yeah, my senior year, I it finally clicked together. Um, I was able to get like first team All American and those kind of accolades. Uh-huh. And after we lost in the national championship game, I got a call from a professional team that was looking for extra bodies for a playoff push. Okay. So I signed my first deal that day, flew out, skipped the last two and a half months of my senior se- my Ooh. senior year in college, and uh, started started my pro career. What was that feeling like? Were you like, I'm I'm making it, I'm doing it? It was pretty awesome, yeah. yeah. And it was also awesome that I get to just skip school. Like, all the guys had to go back to the classroom the next day. Yeah. And I was like, see you later. I'm going right. to be in Dallas, Texas, sitting at the pool tomorrow. Oh, Have a good day. Nice. That's great. So, when did you come to Cincinnati? What was that? What brought you here? Was that, I mean, the Cyclones, right? But Yeah. So, I got traded here three separate occasions. Like, I tried to get out of this place. You did. Not. And they kept, <laughs> they kept trading me back here. I don't know why. It's like fate. So, when I wrapped up, I went back to Massachusetts for the summer. And it was just like, went back and saw people I knew and everybody was so fucking miserable. Everybody's yeah. so mean in Massachusetts. And Is it because it's just cold? I don't know. They just have this angry mentality and they're just always bitter. What is it? It's like a Boston thing too. People in Boston are always... Yeah. Is it the, just the East Coast? Is the there like something thing. in the air? Everyone's just mean. It, they're so mean. Like the way I describe it to somebody is like, if you were to see someone from Boston and you ask them like, hey, how'd your day go? They'd be like, oh, my day sucked. Sure. The, the boss is an <laughs> asshole. My wife's cheating on me. Yeah, the dog yeah. shit on the carpet. Yeah, right. It was everything a, negative. It was, yeah. it was a great day. It was a great day. You see someone from Cincinnati, they'd be like, oh, it's lovely. You yeah. know, went to this new diner, new yeah. coffee place down. Right, right, right. Took Pendleton. a stroll to the farmer's market. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'm just like, don't, I want to know why. Why are people just angrier, bitter? I, I, I really know. think it's because it's fucking cold and you just have to have a sh- but people in Minnesota sure. are super nice, and it's way cooler in Minnesota. You're right. That argument's out the window because people in Minnesota are so nice. People in Canada are so nice. Yeah. This may be a good time to talk about the accent. How did you pick up a Canadian accent? I think I pulled like a Madonna and just picked it up along the way. A Madonna. <laughs> Playing. Because uh, you you play with a lot of Canadians. Everybody I played with was Canadian for like 10 years. So I lived in this like, Canadian bubble inside the United States. and That's great, though. Somehow Honestly, I picked it up. Canadians are so nice. They're just like walking around like, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, 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 thanks, sorry. <laughs> they say it, it's honestly like stereotypical to, that they do it, but they actually do no, do I that. No, I know. I have friends that live in Toronto and we went you up. You said that right. I'm so impressed by you. That's It's because I have friends in Toronto. I know. Or else I wouldn't. Well, how do we say it? Toronto? Toronto? Like you don't say the second T. Yeah. Like you did. you did. You said it correctly. Right, right. You can tell. Like a fake, is there a yeah. Toronto? Toronto is how most people <laughs> say it. Yeah, but they say Toronto. Um, yeah, we went up there 
a couple summers ago and no, it's perfectly, perfectly sweet. Always soaring about, but they mean it genuinely. They do. And they say <laughs> hi to you when you walk by on, on the sidewalk. You just hi to somebody on the sidewalk here. They look like you're a serial killer. I know. They also do that in the South though. That's true. Yeah. I was, Charleston was like that. I was visiting my brother in Charlotte. My mom lives in Charlotte now and we would go out for walks and everyone's waving and talking and almost to the point where I'm like, stop. <laughs> Like, just a friendly wave, okay, I can get behind if you catch me in a good mood. But beyond that, like, I don't, we don't need to have a full-blown exchange of hellos, how are you? Yeah, it, it does make the day a long day. It's, you're just like, hello, how are you? Good. <laughs> I'm trying to get somewhere. The, like. <laughs> there's, like, a part of me that loves it. There's a part of me that loves how wholesome it is. And then there's, an, there's like, an equally similarly sized part that's, like, I'm annoyed. I'm the, like I'm, both. I'm the same i can appreciate the kindness yes. but i also want to just like get the hell out of my way right right i'm like i'm the, there's like a dueling world inside me of like i'm annoyed this is great i'm annoyed this is great i'm gonna fake yeah. a phone call right now so i don't have to look at jamie oh just keep for going. sure for sure totally have done that uh okay so then cincinnati so you tried to get away from cincinnati you you could not get away from cincinnati so when did you, what year did you come like the first time around? Cause you went, you said you went back to Massachusetts. Everyone was mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you decided to come back. My first stint in Cincinnati would have been in 2014. And then oh. I did another stint in 2016, 2017. And I moved back here full time in 2018. Okay. Why did you come back full time in 2018? Uh, so I, I wrapped up the game and I was done and I was looking for the next thing to do. And uh-huh. I realized Massachusetts wasn't for me. So I started looking elsewhere and a job opportunity came up and I also was looking at something that I could do on the side to potentially like get out of the rat race Yeah. and something that I'm capable of doing is flipping houses. Oh, cool. So I was here and I started looking around at the price of real estate and I'm like, it doesn't get much cheaper than this. Yeah, yeah. beautiful Cincinnati. <laughs> Everyone wants to live here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to live here. That's why the houses you can pick over for like 70000 or something. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I moved back for, for that reason because of the price of real estate. Okay, cool. That's an interesting job. Um, what was it like playing for the Cyclones? Like I, like I feel like if I heard, you know, I was out or something, I was going out and I was maybe I was going to a party and they're like, oh, a Cyclones player is here. I'd be like, oh, c- cool. No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, I think I would be. Who are the Cyclones? <laughs> I, d- I know who they are. So, I th- But like, so your experience was it was not, it was not, you did not feel privileged or exclusive. No, you, you don't hold much water at all around <laughs> not at here. All. If not like a, a Reds player. No. No, not no. like a, I mean, a Bengals player, Red. I think Bengals players are probably like the top, the tippity top yeah. of athletes in Cincinnati. And then, and then the Reds. But the Red, I feel that's a big, a big jump down. Yeah, I think that is. Definitely a big jump, and then it would be the soccer team, oh, and then see, I final for- spot would be the Cyclones. <laughs> You're the D list oh, athletes yeah. in the city. Like in, the bangle goes into Jeff Ruby's. Like someone's coming over and saying hello to him. Like thanks for coming. Sure. The Cyclones walk no. in. They're like, Are you sure you can afford this? Like, yeah, what are you doing no, here? <laughs> there's nothing. There's no acknowledgement. No. Oh my god. But but okay. So but what was like? Did you enjoy playing your time in the professional league more or less? Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Why did you get out? Uh, I got out because I got traded three times in one day. Mm. Oh. And I was like, this is enough for me. Ooh, doesn't like feel good? No, it's just like the inconsistency of mm. life and you never know where you're going to go. And imagine like if someone walked in here right now today and was like, hey, pack your bags. You got to leave in an hour and a half. 
Yeah. And you're never coming back. No, here. right, right, right. I would not I I would not enjoy that at all. And it happened to me five times or five or six times in my pro career. And at the last time I already had like some like feelings going into the season that there'd probably be it for me. And then yeah. when that all happened, I was like, Yeah, this is it for me. I'm done. Yeah. And I booked a flight to uh, Mexico, like midway through the next season, to keep myself honest, like, oh, I can't play next year. I gotta, yeah. I gotta go to Mexico. Wow, because would it be easy for you to be like sucked in for because you love the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was the transition out of hockey? Did you have any somewhat of like an identity crisis? Of like my whole life, I identified as an athlete, and now what am I? It wasn't so much an identity crisis, it's so much like a loneliness. Mm. So my whole life, I'm surrounded by. 25 guys who are pretty much like my brothers yeah they have a similar mentality and then i come to cincinnati which is a new place i don't have any friends here yeah uh and i'm flipping houses at night and i don't have any friends like doing that so i'm just all alone all day yeah that was the worst part and that's how and the only reason i went like we were talking off air and i went to cycle bar and the only reason i went there was to try to meet people that's a i think that's a fantastic strategy anyone that's listening that I mean, now it's kind of weird because no one wants to talk. But if we ever get out of this, fitness classes. Because you share something in common right off the start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ryan, my husband, always says that if he would like ever be single again and would need to like find a girlfriend, that he would go to a yoga class. For sure. I'm like, that is actually pretty genius. I would too. You see what you're working with up front. (laughs) No doubt about it. You know that they're into fitness, so they must share a similar mentality as you you can easily you know strike up a little conversation after class no i think it's the way to go so did you meet some friends through cyclewar yeah that's how i met z and i met kevin and sarah as well through them god bless our lord and savior z i i told you too like i just found out that he's teaching at define now and i must go i must go i was gonna try to go last weekend have my whole covid scare but I th- I'm gonna need. I need to get to one of his classes. He's oh, yeah. the best. He is the best. And he it's... like reaches deep into your soul and like pulls something out of you. Do you felt that too? Yeah, he's the only one who like gets you to like try harder, and yeah. he and he always has that like the connect moment. I yes. think is what they call it. And yes. it's actually like something you can think about. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just some surface level PR stint. Right. He actually like means it when he talks, and he yeah. sometimes he divulges into his own personal life, which is nice, and mm-hmm. it makes it. Way more personalized and, and heartfelt. Yeah, yeah. Anyone listening, if you are looking for a spin class, get to Define Oakley and take Z's class because he's incredible. Call the voicemail and let me know what you think. So it's you went to Cycle Bar to like meet friends. My next question was going to be like, how did you meet people? I would just like sit around after, like yeah. awkwardly in the lobby or whatever, yeah. the locker room area there yeah. and just like say hello to people as right. they walk by and try to like spark up conversations where I could see them. Yeah. I think this is a, a common, a, a com- I don't want to say problem, but like concern in our adult lives of making new friends. And especially like when you're in a new city. I'm 28 years old at the time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to like, you're like it's like I'm trying to pick up a guy. R- it's awkward. R- yeah, shit. sure. You're like, I just want to like, have a buddy yeah like how and like how do you do it it's way easier for me to talk to a woman at my age than to like go and talk to a man it's an awkward interaction yeah yeah i think that men are at a huge disadvantage to that because 
women, I think women to women, you can do that. You, so much more social. You could, yes, it's it, you can definitely strike up that conversation. Obviously, women to man, that's fine too. But men to men, that's got to be hard. It's awkward. Did you did you have any did you, any successes or like was there anything where you're like all right okay now I like know how to approach this I feel like organized sports leagues like Ryan right he's going to play flag football yeah that he, would be a super easy way to do it he's met some some friends through that but again it's like that same we're getting back to like you're used to having a team yeah it's the team mentality yeah. and you already have this like bond and you don't have to create it or artificially right. try to like manufacture it no I've said I am such a proponent for anything we can do to like push men to have more connections with other men like I think it's so so important and it's this huge space that's lacking and I don't know if everyone like has the resources or the opportunity to do that yeah and like I know it's kind of sad when you look at a lot of like wedding parties it's really prevalent because the women always have like 13 bridesmaids or potential bridesmaids mm -hmm. and the guy's scrambling to get four or five right or the guy has the 15 12 groomsmen that he all that he knew all of them in high school or there is and after that teammates you didn't make any new friends yeah yeah it's either like a so long established connection or nothing yeah like the second you hit, the second you leave college i know you're done <laughs> You're not done. There's got to be a way. You're, you're dried up. You're, you're Good luck ever finding a new friend again. It's <laughs> not like an old maid, like a woman, like, I'll never get married. Yeah, I'll never find a friend. But you did, right? You did find yeah, friends. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, was able to make a few friends. So yeah. it's it's a lot better now. Are you one that you would go just out to a bar when when that, that was a common practice in the old days and just like and just sit at the bar and like chat with people who would come up? The only time I ever do that is when I'm traveling. Okay. Because I don't drink and I've never had a drop. Oh. So it's really awkward for me to go into a bar and like sit down with the water or like a club soda or something. Yeah, I can see that and then too. It, and it's also like kind of pervy or creepy. It's like, who is this guy sitting there with water, like know, trying to take advantage of somebody? But like it shouldn't be. I, like, I, I totally get that. But that's sad because you're like, no, I just want to sit here and be social without alcohol. Yeah, so like, like the only time I can do it is that like a hotel bar or like hotel lobby so it's more like socially acceptable yeah like hey, i'm passing through i'm just, I'm hanging just out. down i don't want to sit yeah. in my room tonight yeah yeah why don't you drink i come from uh, a long proud line of alcoholics and i yeah. decided to be the disappointment of the family break the chain <laughs> yeah no that's good for you you've never been tempted to try it out take a sip nothing no, I think it's because I was like such a loser in high school. No one invited me to any high school parties anyway. So I had then by the time I graduated high school. There was no school, opportunity. I had no peer pressure. There were no peers around There was no peers. <laughs> I was just such a like a loser and no one, no one pressured me. And then by the time I graduated high school, like the coolness or like the fat had already You're faded. Right. You're like, doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. I've already passed like the the hard like say yeah. no time yeah the hard <laughs> say no time oh yeah for sure okay well that's interesting so okay bars are kind of out of the question for you but well at least you had cycle bar yeah 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 so how did your did your like fitness journey evolve from having such a structured practices right i'm sure in workouts like that were developed around being strong for hockey what did you do like post hockey career to like continue your fitness so in the beginning i kind of like 
let it go. Oh, I didn't yeah. do a lot for the first six months. Mm. And then I walked in front of a mirror and I was embarrassed <laughs> as shit. And looking at myself like, you look like a bag of milk oh, right now. <laughs> a bag of milk. <laughs> and I was like, I got I to gotta tune this in. Mm. So then I started going back to the gym, but I really didn't uh, try as hard because mm. you're by yourself and you have nothing to train for. So I just kind of like going right, through the motions. Right, without a goal, it's, it's hard to stay motivated. Yeah. Like you need a reason to be doing it. So then um, I ended up linking up with another guy from Cycle Bar, ironically, a big guy named Larson Graham. Cycle uh, Bar, man. I, I also had a friend group um, back in the day grow from Cycle Bar. Cycle Bar in its heyday was... Was the spot. It was the spot. And it was a very special historic time in Cincinnati fitness history that I do like to acknowledge and honor. Unfortunately, it's not, it's not that way anymore. No, it's it, it fell off like pretty, pretty dramatically. They had, a, they had management changes, whatever. But that, I really credit them with putting like group fitness as a social activity, as a means to meet people on the map in Cincinnati. Yeah, because they had the whole happy hours all the time. Happy and hour then- rides, the pop-up rides. They had that. I don't know if you were around for the party on the Purple People Bridge. No, I wasn't. Oh, my God. They shut down the Purple People Bridge. They had different rides all throughout the night pizza vendors drinks what a fireworks show at the end like it was insane it was awesome that is nice yeah it was really cool but yeah i had a whole group of friends that that kind of emerged from that experience so this one he was uh the guy larson isn't he was a uh what do they call it practice squad player in the nfl for a few years kicking around yeah and what is the practice squad what do they do they just like so a, like a body He's been, yeah, he's like a body. Not, that's not. I don't mean that in a derogatory. I mean, he's but he purpose. he's not a, he's not going to play in he's the game. Play, he can't he can't play in the yes, game. Yes, okay. He's not but on the team. He's not on the team. He's there Monday through Friday, and he's not there on Sunday. Got it. Um, <laughs> that's a rough gig. They still get paid handsomely. Okay. I think well, they make like 10k a week. All right, that's fine. Cool. <laughs> they need it. Are they looking for people? Yeah, I'll I be. Mean, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I got a body. <laughs> I can like pick up 250 pounds right now and put it on the ground again. Like, yeah. is that cool? Because <laughs> I'm am I strong enough. <laughs> so like he was wrapping up his NFL career, same as I had been wrapping up my hockey career, mm-hmm. and like we connected on that because I remember when he was like, "Yeah, I'm done. I quit," and I'm like, "Congratulations! Like, good for you." And he's like, man, you're the first person to say that to me because everybody else has been like, oh, you sure? Like, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. And he's yeah. like, you understand, like, it's nice to be done. It's nice right. to be out of it. Right. So I started lifting with him every day. Mm. Um, he's like six foot four, almost 300 pounds. He's a yeah. lineman, so okay. he's a big boy. Right. So I finally had someone to like push myself because yes. I'm super competitive. When you have like someone against it. Yes. I talked about that recently about how for whatever reason, how difficult it is to motivate yourself when you're when you're alone. That's why anybody who buys a treadmill is, I think, a fool because <laughs> all it is is a fucking coat rack. Yeah. Like no one ever rides a, a yeah. treadmill at their house. Right, 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 right. I think if you got past your kind of like honeymoon phase with it, I think the like the Peloton apps or those apps that when you have an interaction with yes, somebody on the other right. side or like you know that you can like beat other people in the class you can get like a ranking or, or whatever. you know that you're friendly to check in like oh yes. you didn't ride today and then call you out yeah. on it so it yeah. keeps you honest but That's if it's good. just you and this treadmill no, and the tv right. yeah fuck off no yeah. it's not happening yeah you're right it's not happening so you, you got how you got back into your fitness routine so yeah. was it mostly lifting 
Yeah, so yeah. we lift like heavy, like complete Neanderthals, mm-hmm. like no cardio, right. nothing. Yeah, no, I think that's fine. Do you would you have specific goals for like diff, like a chest goal or like deadlift goal, squat goal, or were you just like let's see what we can do? So like day to day, I always just try to outlift him. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, great. That's great. Uh, and like I do have like numbers in mind of what I want to hit like eventually. Okay. For, for the weight, for the weight. Okay. Yeah, you're working um, towards something. Yeah, because if it didn't, it would just become a plateau effect. And yeah. Just stay. You consistent. gotta work something. Yeah. Like, I love a yeah. I talk a lot about now the importance of performance based goals versus an aesthetic or versus you know a timeline of like well by then by in six weeks I want to be here. It's like okay, well if you just focus on numbers. Focus on the yeah. on the journey and, yeah. and then the results will come with it. Right, right. The physical results will come with it. If yeah. you can lift twice as much as you did last week, then chances are your body's changed. Yeah, yeah. No, like, totally. That's it's I think more people need to get into that that mentality. But it's okay. That's where I keep continuing to talk about it. Yep. Um, okay, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about you submitting an application to the bachelor. That's for sure from Sarah. <laughs> I want to I want to call Sarah out for a second cuz you were like the first time we met was at this photo shoot. Yes. And so, for everyone listening this is Sarah you need a Walter. You if you haven't listened to her She's a sweetheart, but I'm not a fan of her. You haven't listened to her, go back and listen. Yogi at System of Strength now. So what continue? Go ahead. What were you saying? You're not a fan of Sarah. <laughs> not at, not at the moment and not at the moment of that photo shoot either. So Sarah texts me the night before she's like, the "Hey, photo shoot." The yeah. night before the photo shoot, she's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, I don't think I have anything going on. Why? What's up? She's like, you want to work out with us tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, okay, 10 a.m. system of strength. That's all I got. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I show up and she's like, yeah, this is She didn't Duke. tell you it was a photo this shoot? This is Duke and uh, yeah, just take your shirt off. And <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> if I knew that, I like, would have gotten like ready to like at least what, done some cardio the day what, before what would you have done nothing you could do the know. day before you can't do I kind of maybe like dehydrated a little bit no, i don't know no <laughs> she no. gave me no she just threw me right in the fire right in the lion's den yeah no that was a really fun photo shoot because we it was just a workout yeah that was the best part it wasn't staged it wasn't no because i would have been super awkward like trying to like model model doing a lift or like model yeah. boxing i don't know what the hell yeah. I'm doing. yeah yeah no that that it would be wouldn't come off as authentic. So he did a really good job with yeah. just that getting our kind of, but then some too, I don't know if you had this experience, but as I'm like looking through the photos and you're like, do I really look like that? Oh, I look real rough in some ways. I'm like, is this what everyone sees <laughs> like all the time? I've, I'm like <laughs> convinced the camera can only catch me when my I'm making a terribly awkward face. It's rough, man. It's rough. It's really incredible to me that you can have like a picture and it's you it's you're the same person in the same day maybe minutes apart and you look like okay good and then the next one you're like that's an ogre yeah like what (laughs) who is what is this (laughs) it's it will always be the mystery of photo shoots to me that's like if anybody ever stumbles across my instagram and my headshot is like a really good looking picture of me sure and should we you wouldn't believe it's actually me because it's so good looking and <laughs> you got to put your best foot forward. And the, and the craziest part is the photo shoot itself was in the basement underneath a hockey rink in Germany 
and there was only one light and i like almost fell over walking in this thing because it's I couldn't, so bright because it was so dark oh it was completely pitch black and there's just like this one little light and the guy smoking a cigarette down in the basement sure, and he took course. the picture yeah. it was a sick picture. and you're like this is the best picture i've That's ever taken <laughs> fuck all these these real like photo shoots yeah this german in i need to get that guy, guy with the cigarette back yeah okay but so wait why aren't you a fan of sarah Oh, because that because she, of the photo and shoot. she set me up with yeah. the bachelor question right now. Oh yes, two things. So tell us about the bachelor submission. How did this happen? Are you single now? Yes. Oh my god, we should do a what the fit bachelor because <laughs> there are a lot of single girls in Cincinnati looking for a single man, and they keep saying there's no single guys anywhere. That's a lie because everybody in Cincinnati walks off of UC stage and just keeps walking right to the altar. And they grab a kid or two on the way. And that's not true. It is true. It's not true. I know, like, right now off the top of my head, I have three single friends that are great. So it's not true. That's we have a, to stop very saying surprising. that. It's very surprising. I'm telling you. Okay, so well, let's talk about The Bachelor. The bachelor and yeah. then we're going to talk about way, what we're going to talk about some, some dating advice for everyone okay. from a male perspective. Maybe not advice, <laughs> but experience. Okay, so go ahead. Tell us about The Bachelor. What was that like? So I was down in Charleston, South Carolina, and at the moment I was the only single guy in the entire team. And oh, the entire team. Yeah, it was 26 guys, <laughs> and I'm the only single guy. And somehow it became like uh, a team event. Like the whole team started watching The Bachelor that year. I had never even seen an episode before this season. Uh -huh. And every single commercial, it's like, we're looking for the next year's Bachelor. Yes. Single men submit applications. Yes, yes, so yes. And like one guy's like, hey, Mo, you should do that. And yeah. then every week it got like louder and louder in, mm -hmm. in between commercials like Mulva, you gotta submit a tape you gotta yes. submit a tape yeah i think it's a great idea so eventually i broke down and i actually did the tape so who filmed the tape my buddy steph uh filmed the tape what do they ask you for they like they gave pretty uh generic questions on the site and what you should okay um what you talk should about? talk like about prompts prompts yep and it's like, where are you from? Ideal date. Okay. What are you looking for in a woman? And, okay. and things like well, that. Well, can you please tell us what your ideal date is and what <laughs> you're looking for in a woman right now? You already did a video on it. You can just pull from that. So I think in the in the video, I said the ideal date would be because I wanted to get on. So I was like, Of course. It's I was all like, about the, the ideal date would be a hot air balloon ride in, in the misty morning. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a misty morning. Yeah, something like really romantic okay. I went with. Okay, um, okay. I my... just have to really quickly call out to Tara, if you're looking for a hot air balloon, this might be your sign from the universe. <laughs> um, and then for the ideal woman or what I'm looking for in a woman, uh -huh. uh, it was somebody who can take them, like doesn't take themselves too seriously, yeah. someone who's not constantly worried if their makeup is smudged yeah. or... If their hair is done properly, you can just live in the moment and laugh and yeah. and be okay with like giving and taking a joke and a little bit of banter. Uh-huh. Okay. I love all of that. So you submitted the, the video and then what happened? I never got a call, you unfortunately. <laughs> and now now I have this, this is the lasting. The worst part was, uh, so I make the video and the team knows I'm making the video and I only had one scene left to shoot. So the, the premise of the video was... It was getting filmed as I was getting dressed to play hockey. Okay. So it starts off and I'm down in what you call your gitch, like my spandex undergear. Oh, yeah, of course. Good. You got to show off the bod. You gotta if show you're off trying the bod. to get on TV, you got to show off the bod. So I started off in like a one piece spandex suit, okay. essentially. Great. And as the video's going, I'm answering the questions as I'm putting on my gear. I'm tying my skates and everything. Okay. And 
I get dressed and I head out to the ice. And the only thing I had left was I had this big heart-shaped pinata, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I was going to tie it up to the net and shoot a puck at it. Oh, I was going to do yes. this big, long monologue and be like, so what do you say? Will you give me a shot at love? Yeah. And then shoot oh and blow up God. this pinata. Yes, this is brilliant. I cannot believe that they didn't pick you. So I have everything filmed except for that last scene. But I was like, all right, boys, it's the Super Bowl tomorrow. I'll give you the first cut. I'll show the whole team during halftime show of the yes, Super Bowl. The it's going to be the column all the show. We're skipping yeah. Lady Gaga this year. Yeah. We're doing yeah. <laughs> Yes, right. So I play that. And then that night, I got traded out of Cincinnati, out of Charleston to Cincinnati. So I never got to film the last scene. Oh, my so can, God. So I blame the South Carolina Stingrays this for ruining my life. is literally a tragedy. It is. This is the saddest thing I've ever heard. You didn't get to, you never got your shot. No. At love. And and I was like, uh, well, I, I could. feel personally responsible for all of this. And I think I need to be the one to help bring you your shot of love. I think we need to do a what the fit bachelor. <laughs> okay. Before we think about that, this is a, ser- this is in all seriousness. This yes. is, this is a issue that I'm hearing a lot coming up with dating, especially right now. It's tough. Are you on the apps? No, I don't like the apps. I okay, hate them. great. I've heard also feedback from the women in my head who I'm thinking about also hate the apps. They're like, I can't, I, this is stupid. I, I just want to meet someone, whatever. But how do you go about meeting someone? And what, have you ever been on an app? Have I you was tried on an it? app. Um, what turned right you they, off about the apps? How dangerous they are, to be honest with you. They're dangerous. Just, they're are you too, talking about sexually transmitted diseases? Are you talking about- To an extent, about, they're just too easy to connect with. You can so like, it's your, they're too easy to meet up with some yes, to someone, and yes. it's and it's and it's super uh, superficial, right? And automatically, if you're like, if this is what we're using it for, this is how it's going to stay, and it's going to be very difficult to develop an actual meaningful connection with someone when it's just a booty call. Yes, and then we're like right fucking back to college, and no one wants to be there. Yeah, and I'm, I just turned thirty last week, and that's right. not where it's, I want to live. Not, that's not what you want to be. So you got off because you were too tempted. That was like. Probably five years ago or six five, years ago. Yeah, at this yeah, point. right. Long time, long time ago. You haven't been on since, so I can't even ask about like, like, I want to hear a, a male's perspective from like, okay, what, why are you deciding like not to go out with women or deciding to go out with women? And maybe right now is it like there's just no one around and it's too hard to meet people. At the moment, I think it's just really hard to meet people, and you yeah. never know where people lie for a lot of reasons in today's society there's so many like super polarizing topics at the moment too so you're kind of coming from a place of like i don't want to tread on i don't like because normally i come from like i want to be like funny and like push lines and like make like kind of offside jokes and and and, yeah but if they're not into it they're not into it and you'll find probably find out pretty quickly that they're not into it yeah but today, I feel like the repercussions are way worse than than like what I'm willing to take. Yeah. But if you are like out somewhere and you meet someone and you start chatting and you make a joke and they're like, you're a fucking dick. It's not going to go anywhere beyond yeah. that. It's yeah. just going to be that. You just get a bad look. Yeah. You just get a bad look. But you can't even meet anybody today because there's no mingling. I know. Like that's how you meet people is mingling and like. Inner group friends, like right. this person oh, knows this. We're person. having a party, and I'm inviting my work yes. friends and my cycle yes. bar friends. But right. there's none of that. It's everybody's so right. Like, they're in their tight circle. They're in circles right now. Okay, well, what can we do? 
what can we do about it? And it's even harder. It's even harder for you. I totally acknowledge this. You don't drink because my my first suggestion. But you can't even do it in society because ten o'clock. Go home. Right. I know. I know. What about? And the other thing for me is having traveled so much, like. I'm a sucker for like a woman with an accent at this point in my life. Okay, well we're gonna have to get we're we're gonna have to get you over that, and that can't be a deal breaker <laughs> if she doesn't have an accent. <laughs> Let's just say this way: here, all it, like, women have these things. Well, oh, this, this, and this, and he has to have the he has to have. And I'm like, you are just closing yourself off. It doesn't matter. I'm not yeah. saying that you don't have a standard or you don't you know have qualities that you want to look for in someone. But I really think if you want to be open to finding a partner, like in your life, in all aspects, aspects, you have to be open so that all your receptors are open because you don't know what you could be closing off unintentionally. That's why I don't like the question, like, what is your body? Like, what is your type? Like, what are you looking for aesthetically? Oh, God. Beautiful is beautiful, in my opinion. Seriously. I'm not going to be like, oh, she's got to be this tall. I think I think women are worse at that than men. Oh, women I think have women like, are like, but he has to be this tall and do, money to do, 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 do money. I know that's a thing and that's shitty. Yeah. And like, there's a funny video online. It's called the hot crazy matrix. And at the end, there's like a yes. Q versus money. Have yeah. you ever seen that? I haven't seen the, I've seen the hot crazy one. I have not seen the cute money. one. So the cute money is how a girl grades a man. Mm. And it's the two axes is cute versus money. Mm. And like you can be cute if you're like above like an eight good mm-hmm. looking, you can get a woman. Yeah. But then if you're broke, like it, it breaks down. But if you yeah. have enough money, it doesn't matter at all what you look like. Oh, true. You can get any woman. Right. No, we, we know this to be true. We know this to be true. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, there's probably limitations on both sides of men and women, but I think women are a lot more limiting to themselves. Yeah, I do too. And the money thing i understand of of course i think it's some somewhat natural for women to want to be taken care of and maybe not even that maybe it's maybe it's a situation of they're older and they already have a lifestyle that they like because they've made their own money but i just think that you don't you can't say like in this moment if someone doesn't have money you have no idea what people are capable of or what they're working towards or what their potential is what they could do Maybe meeting you would set them on a path of inspiration and now they're following their dreams. Now they're making money and you wasted this love because they didn't have the number in their bank account in this moment yeah, that you you'd don't like know to see. What's we're working in the young. background. Like if we're talking about people late twenties, early thirties, that is young in the in the future of the wealth that you can make. And somebody living poor, quote unquote, in their twenties and thirties could be having this massive investment portfolio just churning in the background yeah and in 10 years is going to be looking really right. good right and also you don't know at all unless you are asking someone which this is weird what their net worth is like maybe yeah. they're putting all of their money in savings and they don't care about a flashy look or whatever and then you just again you're closing off because you don't know because if you were to look at my bank account at the moment i look pretty poor like i don't keep cash in a bank account yeah you keep it in gold under your bed. No. You seem like one of those weirdos. No, <laughs> no. I am a weirdo, but not one of those at least. <laughs> but like I have like all my money is in investments. It's either in real estate or it's in um, stocks and assets. Sure. So like I own a ton of Tesla stock. Yeah. And then everybody, I remember like four or five years ago, I was like, you're so stupid. That company's going out of business. 
and now I think with like the cost adjusted basement, I paid like fifteen dollars a share, and there yeah. was four hundred and fifty yeah. dollars a listen, share at the listen moment. Listen to this, ladies. He's talking stocks. You don't have to understand. He just has them, so that's great for you to hear. But you'd be like, "Oh, this guy's poor." And then if you were to look at another page on my no, no one's no one's to be looking at anyone's fucking bank. No, accounts they shouldn't dating. be. That's they what shouldn't saying. be. No, <laughs> but I but I get it. So we, I think we just need to. How do you think, or how do you practice yourself of like being more open and receptive? And like, are you are you just are you in a place now where you're like, I'll find someone if I find someone? Or are you actively looking? I'm in the the first. I'll find someone if I find You'll someone. Find I'm not. Someone. I'm not. Um, searching for it that's for sure yeah uh it's yeah everybody's been like oh you'll you'll find the one when you find the one and right i think if you look too hard that's you, the other you thing. miss it i know that's what i mean yeah that's where it's like if you're looking then you probably have to think that you're looking for something and then what if the other the thing that's coming up that you're supposed to be receiving isn't the thing that you're looking for and then you block you it. have this huge disappointment because you have yeah. this big goal like i'm looking for margot robbie haven't seen her lately but when I do, I'm going to grab her. Yep, yep, yep. What's the biggest, in your mind, like turnoff when it comes to women, like a, a personality trait or an attitude or whatever it is where you're like, when it, and when it comes to like dating. So let's say like your date, you know, first dates, whatever you're dating, what are you like, uh, we're not going to continue? Someone who's rude or like really um, self-absorbed and that pretentious was a quick answer too so that yeah. must be really coming from the heart yeah i don't i don't like someone who's rude or someone who believes that they're better than anybody else Ooh, that really yeah. rubs you the wrong way for sure and that was actually like recollection that was the reason i quit the apps is because i went on one date with this girl and she picks me up which was weird that she picked me up thinking back but she picks <laughs> me up and we go to this bar and we're sitting at the bar and we get a drink I'm not, I just got like a water or whatever. Yeah. And she finishes hers and the bartender comes over and is like, excuse me, would you like another one? And she goes, I'm a grown woman. I can tell you when I want another one. <gasps> and I was like, oh, and I go, that's gracious. all I need to hear. And I stood up and I walked you out. You walked out of the I walked date. right out. <gasps> I had to call a buddy to pick me up. Wow. <laughs> and I deleted the stuff in the parking lot. I'm like, no chance. Oh, wow. That is a story. She must have been, she was, had a bad day. Yeah, I hope, so. I hope it was just a bad day and she just wasn't a bad person, but. Oh That's aggressive. I don't like the, the pretentious and the, um, you need to glorify me. Yeah. We're equals. Like, okay. let's just, let's, right. let's just be. Totally. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, okay. Listeners, um, if you want to go on a date with Colin, call the voicemail <laughs> and, uh, we'll try to get something set up if you like what you're hearing. Uh, if anyone has any ideas for what the fit bachelor, please let me know. Um, I'm here and I'm willing to help. I, I, I'm not going to talk specifics, but there has been a situation before with a little like what the fit matchmaking behind the scenes. So you never know what could happen. One topic I really want to talk about that's super important to me when it comes, whenever I talk to men is how do you take care of yourself or like, what are your and I think for men, the best way to, to talk about it is like, how do you support yourself? How do what what do you do outside of the gym or even including the gym that helps contribute to you showing up the best way possible as an employee, as a friend, as a family member, whatever it is? For me, uh, the biggest thing that gets me in a funk or in a rut is being stagnant for too long. For So for me to be my best self is to travel oh. and to get that influx of culture and creativity yes 
I love that. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about your avid travelers to avid traveling too. What? How many countries have you been to? In the last three years, I've been to 18. Wow. What are those 18? Can you name them all? Uh, most of Europe or yeah. most of uh, Western Europe and then Australia and Colombia are like the two big outliers. Oh, nice. Where in Colombia did you go? I went, I jumped around quite a bit. I spent did you go to a, Bogota? went to Bogota probably like four or five times while I was there. Nice. Um, Medellin, Cartagena, yeah. Santa Marta. Cool. We'll have to talk more offline about that. I, um, my team at work, I have a few people in Bogota, but- I'm glad you brought that up about traveling as a form of self-care because this is something that I realized this year with the absence of it. And I'm the same way. I I love to travel and would even before I could see it as a way that I, I would even kind of use it to like push off other things that as kind of like an, an escape, which I know is is normal, but almost the point of like, let me let me like plan the next thing. Let me have the next thing instead Something of like look forward to. Yeah, it is. But I think I was it was so I would travel maybe there was a period of time like we would be gone maybe like three out of four weekends of a month. And it wasn't far travels. Maybe it was to Chicago, to Minneapolis, to Milwaukee, you know, like little weekend things. But uh, with the absence of travel this year. I've realized how much it contributes to like a refresh or inspiration and like that it's forcing you to be outside of your comfort zone and you're experiencing new things. And it does something to your brain. It does because like if there's a weekend here in Cincinnati and I don't have anything going on, I don't do anything. Yeah. But if I'm someplace I've never been before, I'm going and I'm going to do something yeah. in this place. I'm going to travel. I'm going to try to meet new people. Yeah. And well, I maybe meet, you just need to bring that travel mindset into your staycation here in Cincinnati. But I, I meet some of the most amazing people at, like all the time. Yeah. And I also like get to do like, these incredible experiences that I never think of doing. Sure. Like, sure. like back in Bogota, I was on a flight from Cartagena to Bogota and I'm sitting next to this like amazing 35 year old woman with her two-year-old daughter on her on her lap yeah and she's like uh, how did you enjoy your time in Cartagena I'm like honestly I didn't enjoy it I was like oh. there's too many there's there's like here we go your Massachusetts mindset coming out <laughs> so the the public beach in Cartagena has like it's packed but with beggars oh so every wow. two okay. seconds you have someone coming up and like Hey, can you buy this? Can you buy this? Can this I put lotion on you? Yeah, not and like a I, beach trip that I'm I, looking for. Like you can't just sit there. Like they're touching. Like this woman comes up and starts rubbing lotion on me. Oh, I'm like, get off of me. Yeah, it's so yeah. creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm sitting next to this woman and she's like, How's your trip? And I'm like, honestly, I didn't like it. And she's mm-hmm. like, Well, you just didn't know the right spots. Yeah. Meet me tomorrow for lunch downtown and I'll hook you up next week and you'll fly back. And I'm like, Okay. So I go back, I meet her at downtown in Bogota the next day, and she's like, Okay, so Friday night you get off the plane. My niece is going to pick you up. Okay. She's going to take you to dinner. Saturday she's going to put you on the boat to private island. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, that has this like party beach house this is on your it. Guardian Angel sitting next to yeah. you. <laughs> and then Sunday. A party, a party a party house on the beach? On a private island. Okay, yeah, this sounds great. Yeah, was, and, then, and then she's like, and Sunday a friend of mine owns this uh, hotel townhouse downtown has like this beautiful patio up top you can hang out there before the flight the flight out wow and like she owed nothing to me and she went out of her way to do all this for me it was amazing i think that you could find similar situations in cincinnati 
I think that you just, I think that you have to do a vacation mindset. Maybe it's like going to a different part of the city that you haven't been. Yeah. Maybe just, I'll just offer you this suggestion. You can, you can take it or leave it. But I love that for a self, a self care. It also makes you way more um, humbled mm-hmm. because in Colombia, I've never seen poverty to that yeah. extent. Yeah. Like there's people with three foot tall concrete houses, with like tin roof on, and yeah. they're smiling walking out of them. Yeah. And for you come sure. back and you're so much more humbled and like satisfied and appreciative of what you do have. Yeah. No, I agree. I I cannot wait to travel again. Once you, once we all, borders are open again, where's the first place you want to go? I really want to go to Eastern Europe. So like Russia, oh. Latvia, something oh. something like that. Why do you want to go there? Because it's just like a completely different world. Like Russians are yes. a different species of people. Yes, I believe that you're correct. That would be really interesting. I would be afraid for me personally that there wouldn't be enough nice places to rest my eyes because when I think of Eastern Europe I just think of gray and I think of concrete I think of like the Cold War like I think you'd be frozen. surprised I, I think you'd I, be really surprised yeah I bet because that's what I thought going to Croatia last year okay yeah but Croatia is like but like inland Croatia okay <laughs> it's like Croatia on the coast is the shit yeah so my buddy my college goalie owns this like 1920s wooden yacht out of Slovenia, which is separates Italy from Croatia. Yes. And I was sitting around in Cincinnati one day and I saw this email coming to my inbox, like 30,000 points flight to Paris. Okay. So I'm like, deal, take God, it. But it left Paris. that, it left that night. So you just I, left that night? Yeah. So I got on, got on the plane. Ladies, he's spontaneous and will travel to Paris. <laughs> flew to Paris and I'm in the, the Charles de Gaulle airport and I'm like, I've already been to Paris. I don't really want to sit here. Where should I go? Like from Paris. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend and he's like, call up Matik, our goalie from college. I'm like, oh, yeah. Call him. So I call him up. I'm like, hey, Matik, what are you up to? And he's like, I'm just working on the boat. What do you mean? I'm like, do you want any company? And he's like, yeah, come over. So I booked the ticket from uh, Paris yeah. to Croatia, which is the closest airport. Yeah. In, in the Paris airport, I booked the ticket. Right. Never left it. Um, and then met up with him. And we sailed on his boat up and down the Croatian coastline. See, yeah, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. I think oh, I'm back and forth with where I want to go because I really, really want to go back to Copenhagen and Amsterdam. I really like Amsterdam. I Nicest people. love Amsterdam. And I have a really good friend that lives in Copenhagen, so I would want to like go visit her again. But I think I have not been to Paris and I have not been to London. And so I feel like those are two I just need to go. I just need to go see. I would say if you're going to go to France, split time between Paris and like Lyon. Because Paris is so um, touristy. Yeah. And you don't get a true authentic French experience. Okay. So if you were to go to Lyon, which is the second biggest city, it's like a one or two hour train ride. Okay. That's Um, great. That's good advice. So you get on the train and in an hour you're in Lyon and it's like a... It's true France. It's yeah. so authentic. It's I personally like Leon far better than yeah. Paris. Yeah, I think I, that's where they I, don't have that quote unquote snobbish yeah, French mentality. I know, but I just I'm also watching Emily in Paris on Netflix right oh. now, and so <laughs> I just like need to be in a two piece like tweed suit with a knee high boot, and I need to be in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get you there. I get you there. Okay, so Colin, what does being fit mean to you? I think it means 
constantly striving for more and not mm-hmm. being satisfied with where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's the same and nobody's going to have the same like personal goals or personal capabilities. Yeah. So like I know I'm striving for more and I'll tell that to people and they're like, oh, stop it. You're like in great shape. But I know I could do better. Yeah. So like my definition of fit isn't doesn't fit your definition of fit. Right. Like my aesthetic or my uh, my number, whatever yeah. it might be it's like i constantly want to improve yeah yeah um great i totally we we need to talk about the underwear oh yeah i totally forgot about the underwear we're gonna rewind (laughs) (laughs) i've never done this before i've never asked the question before i was done with the conversation but there's first you can go back there's first to everything what's going on with the underwear so that was the reason i went to columbia was to do the underwear um uh about a year ago uh I was sitting at my sewing machine. I know that's awkward, but I have like a really big it's ass and awkward at all. a small yeah. waist. So every pair of pants I own, I have to tailor. Instead mm. of going to tailor all the time, I bought my own sewing machine to do it myself. What a problem to have. <laughs> a small waist and a big ass. I know. It's, it's We're tough. sad for you. <laughs> I, gotta, I cry myself to sleep every night thinking about it. <laughs> uh, so I'm sitting at the sewing machine and, and, and I'm going like, my pants like fit me now, but like my t-shirts don't. They're still really baggy you around gotta, my midsection. You got to take them in. But yeah. it, like, no T-shirt like has like a, a tapered waist to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I ended up coming up with a design for like a tapered T-shirt, like a athletic built T-shirt. Yes. And I, I ended up linking up with this uh, factory down in Bogota. Mm-hmm. So in the process of like going to Bogota, I'm sitting in the airport, and there's this like beautiful colombian woman looking at me and as she looks at me i Every go two feet <laughs> seriously <laughs> <laughs> and i like adjusted my underwear like as she's looking at me oh god and i didn't like i did it and then i turned my head and i caught eyes there and i'm like oh my god i'm a loser like i can compl- i'm a bigger loser now than i was in high school which is tough to be <laughs> just like trying to fix your undies <laughs> yeah trying to peel my balls off Lock- my legs yeah and this woman catches me and i'm like yeah. jesus uh so I was like, well, when I'm at the factory tomorrow, we're going to talk about this underwear, situation. underwear too. And I'm, and I'm like, we got to figure out, try to alleviate all the problems that men face with their underwear. And the okay. two biggest ones is... I was going to ask, what problems do men have with their underwear? The two that I... Like the two main prevalent ones are your balls are all over the place and sticking to everything. Okay. Yeah. Especially when it's warm out. Sure. And the second one is the legs are constantly riding up and you're always having to you're pull them down. You're pulling them down. You're pulling them down. And yes. It's like, I have it? witnessed this happening. All I've the witnessed time. witnessed in men pull, trying to pull. Yeah. Unless I guess you would, you would wear. Like the tidy whitey style. We're talking about like briefs, briefs too, right? That's yes. what you're talking about. Okay. So then what was your solution? Did you come up with a design? It did. So it took like 16 prototypes to get it done in almost a year of like testing yeah. to, to get it. For the inside, for the ball situation, mm-hmm. we put these two like gussets on the inside. So when you pull them up, they uh-huh. just slide in between your nuts and your legs and they keep everything. Like a barrier. Like a barrier. It's I'm not holding them in like a little pea in a pod. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. As my buddy Kyle said, it's like my old lady's holding them oh. very gently all day. <laughs> That's that's what everyone wants, or little old ladies holding their balls. Well, that's what he calls his, his That's what he calls his wife, oh. my old lady. Oh, not an old lady. Oh. That'd be creepy. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. I was thinking it was creepy, but I don't like to kink shame anyone. So if that's an old what lady, you're probably into, be super gentle with. That's them thinking, what you're though. into. Yeah, yeah, she would be so gentle. <laughs> this nice old lady. <laughs> Very much so. But okay, so it's like so they just slide in. Yes, as you pull them, they slide in. They keep everything 
down the center mm -hmm. and they Not keep you around. from having to do like the shimmy shake and pulling them off, uh -huh. which is what the Colombian woman caught me doing. Yes. Got and it. then for the bottoms, it'd almost be easier to show you, but I don't want to take my pants. I will take them <laughs> off if you don't mind. Let's see them, Colin. You take your them? pants off on, the, on air. Yes. Okay, I'll do it. This is a first. This is a first. A man stripping in front of me for what the fit. This is the time that we need the video. This is. So. Okay. I'm bottom, seeing. Yeah. You can see this bottom like hem. Yep. There's this. Is uh, it a silicone? No. Oh. So it's a different fabric than the rest of it. Okay. So this is a slightly higher weight because it has a little bit more. Yeah. Elasticity woven into okay. it. Okay. And that elasticity just locks it in. So like I've had these on since I showered after the gym at eight in the morning. Yeah. I haven't touched it. Yeah. And they're still exactly where I left them. Wow. Look at that. Okay. Well, I saw it firsthand. Um, what's this brand? What's it called? So the company's called Vora. Yeah. Pull that uh, close to you. V-O-R-A. V-O-R-A. Was this the name of the woman that you locked eyes with while you were adjusting your pants? I wish. <laughs> Where'd the name come from? <laughs> uh, so it was, I had another name and um, the nice people at Vogue magazine decided to send me a cease and desist. Oh, and that what? was the night before the factory was like printing the logos. Um, what was the name before Vogue sent it to you? It was called um, Boss Vogue. Oh. It was terrible. Thinking back, like it's the best thing that happened is it got rid of it. Yeah. Okay. But, so now, okay. So then Vora. So then Vora. So I had to think of something in like 10 hours to before I lost my spot on the factory line. Oh, God. So I'm like scrambling, going through like all these databases, like picking up words from different languages. Yeah. And Vora is uh, Catalonian, like Spanish mm -hmm. for hem, like the hem of your pants or hem of a shirt. Oh, I love that. And I really like the symmetrical of the the word, like yeah. the V and the A. Yeah. Um, so that I was like, good enough. Like, it's got to be good enough. I got 10 hours to make this decision yeah. and we're locking it in. Right, right, right. So are you like selling them now? Are they in production? You People can buy them? Yeah. Men can buy them? Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, the first badge came in about a month ago. Cool. So trying to fix all the kinks and everything, like the website isn't 100% aesthetically okay. where I want it, but it's still 100%. But you 100%, can order. Yeah. You can order. It's, you won't notice, but I'll notice like the things I'm going to change in the future. Yeah. Um, the website is vora.style. There's yep. no dot .com or anything. Yep, Vora.style. Okay. Um, and for men, you might get like a shameless thing to look at a pretty woman without having to explain it to your wife. You'd be like, oh, I'm looking up underwear because I'm playing on the Calvin Klein sex sells mentality. I think when you're selling men's underwear, that's a, a safe bet. Because men don't want to see men in underwear. You'd rather see a good looking woman so in underwear. So your, your underwear that you're selling, women are modeling them. In like half of the pictures, the women are the models. Yes. Oh I, that's, that's incredible. Did you, where did you find these models? Uh, it's a very, it's a very avant-garde way to try to sell men's underwear is to put them on women. Yeah. It's, I know if I'm scrolling Instagram, nothing's going to make me move faster than a man in underwear. But if I see a good looking woman in underwear, I might slow down. You're, that's true. That's very true. That's smart, Colin. That's very smart. So production up, they can visit the website, purchase, all that good stuff. Yep, everything is ready to go. Thank so. you so much for educating me on this men's underwear thing. I had no, I guess I had some idea about the ball stickage and the riding up. So I'm but happy But it's something you don't even think about. Like you're just so accustomed no, to doing it. I certainly it. don't, yeah. Even but as a man, you just like. You're like, this is the way life is, I have to live with it. It is, it's part of life. Yeah, yeah.
Well, thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you for having me. I love this conversation. Again, listeners, call the voicemail if you want to for me to set you up on a date with Colin and I will plan it. Perhaps I can find a hot air balloon. Um, (laughs) Misty mornings only, though. Misty mornings only. Reminder, listeners, follow on Insta at WhatTheFitPodcast, my personal at Chrissy Grody. Rate, review, um, share on your socials. Hit me up. Call the voicemail. Thanks so much, guys.